0: Weekend mornings with Glenn Zutphen. Replay from Money FM eighty-nine point three.
1: International News Review. Welcome to Money FM 89.3, our international news review with Steve Oaken, the senior advisor of Associates. Steve, let's talk about well, let's talk about first what happened with the impeachment of President Trump this week, because we got to a key point, and now next week we're expecting uh, we're expecting more. So Steve Okin, uh talk to us about the impeachment. Well, you know, GVZ, we're exactly where we thought we were going to be, is that he's not
0: going to be removed from office. He's going to be acquitted by the Senate. The only drama was whether or not that witnesses would be called, in particular, John Bolton. You needed four Republicans to align with the 47 Democrats to get a majority to subpoena and call those witnesses to call John Bolton in particular. That failed. The only two Republicans were willing to issue that call for witnesses. So very anticlimactic. And we're going to see a lot of fallout from this short term, long term, politically and structurally.
1: Yeah, as we um, like you say, it, it's not unexpected. Uh, but we even had one senator uh, this week saying, "Hey, let's. Uh, we, we don't need to decide it here in the Senate. Let's let the voters decide in the next election, and make the 2020 election a referendum on this." That I, I found particularly interesting because it really comes away from the uh, and, and moves away from the oversight that you know our different branches of government exercise on each other.
0: Yeah, it takes out the whole basis for our system, that that argument, because the system the United States is based on is checks and balances. We have three separate branches of government that are co-equal. You have the executive led by the president. You have the judicial with the Supreme Court sitting on top. And you have the legislative, which is the two houses of the Congress. And for members of Congress to say we don't have oversight – over the president, as is granted to us in the Constitution, because we're going to give that to the people, that takes out that very significant check on the executive branch. And that's one of the long-term implications we can see from this going forward. And certainly, at least we're going to see it in how President Trump is going to act now that he knows
1: that there is no check on him from the Congress when it comes to impeachable offenses. Uh, of course, the other side of this is people are on the Republican side saying, "Hey, this impeachment was a scam. you know it was a sham from the beginning anyway shouldn 't have been done uh, so there there of course, is that voice uh, on on the right side as well. But as we move now into the election, the campaign season, uh, we talk about the Iowa caucuses coming up this week, and will this particular moment in time in the impeachment trial have any impact on perhaps how the candidates approach Iowa?" or beyond for the Democrats.
0: Well, there's there's going to be two impacts, one Iowa, one non-Iowa. We'll do the non-Iowa first. For those senators who are in, you know, we call swing states, purple states, states that are likely to vote Democratic but have Republican senators like Cory Gardner in Colorado, this could really come back and hit him because it's going to fire up Democrats. It could fire up independents to say, you wouldn't even give us witnesses in a Senate Trial of an impeachment case, which has never happened in history before. So there could be a political impact in swinging the Senate from Republican to Democrat. In terms of Iowa, the voters in Iowa don't really care about impeachment. What the Democratic voters care about in Iowa, they care about health care. They care about social issues like pro-choice versus pro-life. They care about... Gun control. And are their kids safe in school? They care about the economy. They don't really care about impeachment because all the Democrats who are running are totally aligned that Trump should have been impeached and convicted and removed Mm. by the Senate. What impeachment could play on in Iowa is that it forced those senators running for president not to be in Iowa. So Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, Amy Klobuchar stuck in the Senate while Joe Biden and Pete Buttigieg are in Iowa literally every single day. So it could have an impact
1: that the momentum they were building is now not there. That's very interesting. Yeah. And you had uh, you had an article, a beautiful article yesterday. In the Straits Times in the World section, and uh, those of you listening at home, if you haven't seen it, if you do have your Straits Times around, it's uh, the World section, page A23. And take us through some of the key points, if you if you haven't already uh, mentioned all of them, about really winnowing down the field is one of the, the areas that you talk about. We are still looking for an heir apparent, a front runner. You know, Bloomberg is still in the background, uh, you know, and others. Uh, obviously, um, we look at Biden and, and, and Bernie. And anyway, take us through what that calculus looks like. Now, you just mentioned in Iowa, which is the first important kind of test, Buttigieg and, and Biden have been able to campaign successfully over the past week. But what are we looking for now as we go forward with Iowa and then into New Hampshire?
0: Well, what's great about Iowa is that, you know, we've had... Hundreds of polls since people have been running for two years now, we actually get people voting, so we actually have hard information Pre-vote vote yeah upon which to work. These are people voting, and it matters so what we 're going to look for in Iowa is not necessarily who 's going to be the front runner because just because you win in Iowa doesn 't mean you are going to win nationally, but if you do badly in Iowa, it could take you out of the race mm. so remember you have a race within a race in the democratic party right now you have the liberals and that's between warren and sanders and then you have biden Buttigieg, judge and klobuchar in the moderate wing if sanders does really well and warren vis-a-vis warren Warren could really fall out. She could have a really tough time. She would
1: be expected to do well.
0: She had, you can only Should have be. one. You're only gonna have one person come from that. Now, if, if, if Warren does really well, which would be unexpected right now, Sanders could have trouble going forward. So it's really a battle between the two of them. Which of the two is gonna have the lead coming out of that wing of the party? then Biden is going to be fine, even if he, unless he does really badly, right? Mm -hmm. Biden's going to be fine. He's the former vice president. He has huge support in states like Nevada and South Carolina. So Biden doesn't have nearly as much at stake as Judge and Klobuchar. Their argument is that we're moderates. We can win over those Obama-Trump voters. We can win over independents. We can appeal to people in the Midwest, well, only one of those two is going to be able to show that they've actually done mm. that. So if Buttigieg does well... Klobuchar, who's from neighboring Minnesota, she probably is out of the race. Likewise, if Klobuchar does well, Buttigieg is out of the race. So the people
1: with the most at stake, I think, are really Warren and Klobuchar right now. Hmm. Interesting. And and when they they look at this calculation of what to focus on, you mentioned before the the bread and butter issues, health care and jobs and things like that, over more political issues like impeachment, would you expect them to start off with kind of riling up the crowd by talking about the impeachment and then quickly shift into uh, the more, uh, like I say, bread and butter issues. Well, this is what makes Biden's campaign so interesting and
0: so different. Biden's campaign is basically, you may not agree with me on everything. I may not be appealing to everybody in the Democratic Party. But I am best positioned to beat Donald Trump because of every issue we could talk about, be it health care, be it gun control, be it immigration. The only thing that matters is beating Trump, because if we have four more years of Trump, mm. everything is going to get much worse from a Democratic perspective, which is why he doesn't talk about the issues nearly as much as a Sanders or a Warren do who are appealing to people who say, you know, free college education, you know, health care for all. They're much more policy focused than Biden is, which we need somebody who can appeal to everybody,
1: Republican, independent, and I'm that person. In the independent category, we have to talk about Bloomberg. Is he making any uh, inroads? He was on Saturday Night Live uh, last mm-hmm. week, I think, and, and, you know, making those rounds, I guess. Is he still a contender in most people's minds?
0: He is a contender because he is running a campaign only a multi-billionaire who can self-fund his campaign is willing to do. His philosophy is that I, in any normal year, would not be the Democratic nominee. But this is not a normal year. Mm. And so if Biden cannot make the case that he is better than either Sanders or Warren, then Bloomberg says, I can come in and do a better job than Biden or Buttigieg could have done. So so Bloomberg's strategy is either one have Sanders or Warren really do well and then everybody else falls out. And then Bloomberg vaults to the top of that moderate wing Mm. of the party or that there's a total muddle. Between the four or five major candidates who are still in the race and that when it comes to Super Tuesday in March, Bloomberg says, I can win those states because I'll make the case they've had their chance. They can not appeal to people. I can appeal to people and he's putting in hundreds of millions of dollars of his own money yeah. to build that organization and get that advertising out there to make that case.
1: The 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 notion that Bloomberg has little or no political baggage uh, whereas, you know, Warren and Bernie and all these other guys have frankly more, especially Joe Biden uh, potentially has much more political uh, background and baggage. Is that something that voters will or that he will capitalize on and say, "Look, I should be the nominee because it'll be harder for the Republicans to attack uh, and it'll be easier for us to, to gain ground on them.
0: Well, Bloomberg does have some significant political baggage from his time as mayor in New York. And that is when the police department instituted a stop and frisk policy, which African-Americans see was aimed at them, that it profiled them, that it discriminated against them, that it put people in jail who would not have otherwise Mm. gone to jail. He's apologized for that. So he has that political baggage within the Democratic Party. There are. Look, anytime you've made billions and billions of dollars, you have issues. There's issues about some of his employment. Mm. Uh, practices. He's very close to China. He does a lot of business in China. That's not necessarily a positive right now, being a successful business person uh, in China. So he does have these issues that every politician or, or person in the public eye like Bloomberg would have. He can overcome them as Biden can overcome his, as as mm-hmm. Warren can overcome hers. But it, it's not a free
1: ride for him. Yeah. OK. Steve Oaken, thanks so much for being with us again on our International News Review and talk about politics and look forward to having you back after the uh, iowa caucus happens oh, look forward to a gvz
0: <laughs> to listen to more great interviews download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH radio app available on google play or the app store